Hi everyone, I'm Alice. Welcome back to this month's forecast episode. Yes, and I'm Maxine. We are so excited you're here. We love doing these previews of the month ahead to help you kind of figure out and plan what's what's kind of going to be on the horizon for you. Yeah, so today we're going into all things March. Um, We're going to give a breakdown of what's happening through the four weeks of March, which might be more helpful than just giving like a list of transits. Um, So you can kind of anticipate what's coming each week. Yeah, so we're we're hoping this goes well with the astrology we chose to record this at. <laughs> I know, like when we jumped on the recording, I noticed the moon was in Scorpio, exactly square Saturn. So sometimes I do feel like when there's a Saturn connection when we're recording, the episode ends up being way longer than we thought it would be. Yeah. So <laughs> if that's the case, I won't be surprised. Yeah, it is, it's really cool to be able to use astrology like that. We have to like do a podcast episode for that. <laughs> Yeah, like timing um, to start events or even just like start an article or start a podcast. Yeah, because if you're listening and you're like, what are they talking about? Basically, just how everyone has a birth chart when you start an event or start a business or an episode, like there's a specific astrology that is reflected in how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's called electional astrology is that field of astrology if you're curious on learning more. Uh, But yeah, good good wreck for like a future podcast episode. We'll have to do that. Um, I guess to start off, do you want to like kind of review what's happened for you in February? Um, I feel like it was a relatively calm month compared to maybe the end of 2021 was really rough. Um, But yeah, February, not a ton happened in my life. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like February, the astrology was more chill. And after the retrograde of Mercury retrograde and Venus, like just feeling more forward motion for sure. Like the Leo full moon, I felt it was so interesting because it was actually a full moon in my third house. And on the full moon, I took the whole day off and I just channeled a course. Like I feel like it wrote itself. (laughs) It's so so literal. Yeah, that full moon in Leo was really nice. It was in the sign of my rising sign, um, which I kind of thought more significant stuff would happen, but it was mainly just a time of me realizing like how I'm different and how I need to embrace that those qualities of myself and like put myself out there more and be confident. Yes, I love that because I feel like sometimes like full moons are always this time of insights or revelations or like, you know, turning points in a sense. And so it's cool that sometimes it's not just literal things happening. It can actually be these internal shifts. So that's cool how it showed up for you. Yeah. And I would just to go off that, like, I feel like other first house transits too, um, are really just about like building greater confidence in who you are and learning like how to like, just embracing like what sets you apart from everyone else and moving forward with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they're not as late as you would think they would be because they can ask you to kind of integrate different parts of yourself that maybe you're not as comfortable sharing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. So that was the Leo full moon. Um, right in the days leading up to it, I got inspiration to start doing this workshop I want to release, but I decided to wait for the next full moon in Virgo um, in the middle of March, which we'll talk about throughout this episode to actually release it on because that has to do with like money and work for me yeah and that's why it's so cool too to look at how 
you know, a full moon will affect every person differently because even though it was a Leo full moon, so everyone feels the Leo energy of feeling like more energized or maybe feeling like wanting to bring out more of themselves and express themselves more, like for you and me, we both actually had that in common where we're like, oh, I want to bring this into the world, an expression of myself through a course or a workshop. But like then when you actually share that with the world is reflected in future like it would be better off to wait for a different moon, for example. Yeah, like for example, when maybe the full moon's in your fourth house, you're really seeing something because it's opposite all these 10th house transits that are going to be going on or for me, like a second house. Um, Yeah, that's interesting to note. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. We could talk about that too. But basically, (laughs) look for look out for those coming up in March sometime. We're going to share more. Yes. Um, Other than that, the only other thing that's been a huge theme of February is, I mean, that Mars-Venus conjunction that's been going on since the middle of February and will continue into March, as we'll see. Um, That just has me spending so much money. Like, it's absurd. (laughs) Um, I just, like, cannot budget or anything right now. Like, the online shopping has gotten to, like, unhealthy levels. Mm, I feel you. Yeah, I feel like it's so... If Like, Mars is makes you spend money so quickly when Mars is conjunct Venus. So I bet a lot of people have been feeling that. Yeah, because like everyone's just like, oh, Venus is romance, love. Like it's also money. Um, So huge focus on that. And I don't know, getting rid of money more quickly than you anticipated. Yeah, Mars just burns through money. So yes. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I definitely have felt that as well. Like we're going to a wedding and I have so many dresses I could wear. And I was telling myself, oh, I'll be fine. I'll just do that. And then I never end up wearing my old dresses. So I don't know why <laughs> I keep them even. I know that's so true. Like I always, there's so many clothes I could wear, but yeah. Yeah, just needing to go through my closet and realize that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so enough about February. Let's get into March. Yes. Okay. Um, before too, we dive into week by week what's in store for you in March, we did want to say um, we're going to have the live for the, both of the lives for our courses, um, Astrology and You courses on March 6th. So we're just so excited about that. Wanted to give a reminder if you've signed up. Yeah, if you've signed up and you've made some progress on the course and have questions, those lives um, for either course you're on, they're going to be separate lives. So we're doing two in one day um, will be a perfect place to ask any questions you've encountered while taking the course. And it's I mean, by the time we release this, there'll still be like a week until the live. So if you did want to sign up for the course and still get in some questions before then, definitely do that. I mean, I'm so last minute when it comes to things. So I feel like, yeah, there's probably other people listening who are going to want to do that. So we'll put that link in the show notes for applying transits, the course, and also mastering your birth charts. So excited for that live. Yes. Hope you guys can make it if you're planning on it. Um, Okay. So jumping into the first week of March, um, I would say the most noticeable thing we want to talk about for the first week is the new moon in Pisces. Um, which is occurring on March 2nd. Yeah, so, so excited for this new moon in Pisces because, I mean, it's conjunct Jupiter, which is going to be so amazing for just feeling, I mean, more emotional (laughs) probably, but also just more hopeful, I would say, for the future and maybe creating a new dream or goal and feeling, yeah, you actually have what it takes to do it, like dreaming big. 
yeah, like really optimistic about the next chapter you're embarking on for the following four weeks. Like as we've talked about before, like new moon really sets the tone for the four weeks that follow and it introduces like new situations, new mindsets, new relationships, whatever. I mean, it we'll get into like what it means for each rising sign, but focusing on what part of the chart Pisces is happening for you. Um, that's like where that new beginning is taking place. That could be like very optimistic and hopeful. Yes. I always, yeah, new moons, new starts. And with Pisces, the themes, as Alice, you mentioned, for everyone, we're going to get into it specifically, but more generally, collectively, people will feel a lot more hopeful, I would say. Another thing I was going to say is like with Jupiter, so new moons can also be a time of endings, like, okay, time to close out one chapter to start another. And the fact that it's conjunct Jupiter means maybe there's an ending in your life that gives you more freedom in like, or it's an ending to a restricting sort of situation and you feel like you're completely starting fresh and you have more independence and freedom. Mm, Oh my gosh. Yes. And I literally just finished the new moon circle for Pisces and it's for me so much about how can you clear out limiting beliefs because Jupiter is so much about beliefs. So Pisces is kind of wrapping those up beforehand so you can start fresh with that new moon. And Pisces and Jupiter, I mean, Jupiter rules Pisces. So it makes sense that both of these things have um, the commonality of like having beliefs and spirituality coming into the picture too. So, I mean, it could also be that you're getting way more interested in things like meditation or spirituality spirituality or um, astrology or like human design like anything that makes you feel connected to something bigger oh I love that yeah maybe there are people listening who literally just started listening to us because of that or travel travel too is a big Jupiter thing travel and education so wanting to plan your next trip or possibly like going on a trip around this time um, or wanting to like start more intensive coursework and really expand your knowledge Mm -hmm. yes definitely Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that. Um, so let's let's go through all of the rising signs, Alice. Do you want to start with the fire signs risings? Yeah, and before we talk about this, this isn't just like the new moon. Like the new moon, yes, is a new cycle for four weeks that follow, but there's also, as we'll get into over the course of this episode, there's so many planets moving through Pisces and meeting up in Pisces this month that this is a month-long theme that we're about to touch upon for each category of rising signs. Ooh, yeah, um, good point. Yeah, so starting with fire rising signs, so Aries, Leo, Sagittarius rising, um, the new moon in Pisces will kind of set off a month-long period of feeling maybe more introspective or really wanting to improve upon yourself like um, internally. Like what are mindsets I can release myself from that are holding me back? How can I be more open about my emotions and share those with people in order to establish like better bonds and more intimacy with someone. So it's a lot about like, how can you just become more emotionally aware and um, just be more open about how you're feeling instead of trying to like repress everything all the time. Ooh, yes. And definitely can be a more emotional new moon for sure compared to the other rising signs, I'd say. Yeah, it's kind of, it's also like an introverted period. So if this is, if March is just not your month to be really social, maybe it's a time to step back and take time for rest or reflection and um like figure out what your next steps need to be maybe you just feel like maybe a little more tired or low energy or you just aren't up for seeing people 
Yeah. And also too, sometimes it can be working really hard on things, but behind the scenes. So if you feel like you're working toward a project and not feeling ready to release it into the world, just intuitively trusting that, because I feel like it's easier to get more momentum with, you know, outside of the whole Pisces season, Pisces new moon. Yeah. Like not a huge month for feeling seen by other people. Maybe more so once it switches to Aries season at the end of the month, but for like the first three weeks of March, it's still like, okay, I kind of want to keep to myself a little more than usual. Mm, I love that. Okay, so that's for the fire risings. If you're an air sign rising, so Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, that's a huge focus on work for you. So with the Pisces new moon, maybe fresh starts when it comes to new goals that you want, long-term goals, and kind of the rest of the month continuing on that work. Yeah, great for career, a new moon in those workhouses. Um, it might differ a little from each rising, like Maxine, your Gemini rising. So like that's going to be great for feeling more seen for your efforts. While for the other air risings, maybe it's just like more busy work and feeling like you need to get better organized. Yeah, definitely. So it can show up different ways, but kind of finding a way to really focus on work and efforts and kind of even reflecting on what it is you want long term. I feel like it can make you feel really busy at work as well. So maybe you're noticing there's like a little less of a balance between your work and personal life at this time. Mm -hmm. And if you've been waiting to hear back about like an opportunity or you've kind of wanted to apply to new jobs, but you haven't been like super motivated to do that yet, this new moon probably will push you to get into that more and like accept new job opportunities or start interviewing places if you're wanting to change jobs. Ooh, yeah. Or even ask for a raise or in some way feel like you're getting up the courage to want to really assert your value. Yeah. Great time for that. Um, Was that all you had to say about air risings? Yep. Yep, I think so. Okay. So let's talk about earth sign risings now. So Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn risings, um, new moon in Pisces, and then continuing into rest of Pisces season is going to be really relationship oriented for you. So this could be both romantic or platonic, like friendships and relationships. So it could be that you're like collaborating with people more at your job or you're dating a lot more and like meeting new people or like your friends are just reaching out a ton and you're full not full, but like, um, your schedule is full of social activities and like commitments to other people. Yeah, definitely putting the focus on how can you expand with relationships. And it again, differs from sign to sign, but it could be one-on-one relationships, or it could also be like a huge focus on friendships, networking, really getting more out of those relationships at that time. Yeah. So, um, I guess the only downside would be maybe feeling like you don't have a ton of time to yourself, but other than that, like I would say it's going to be fun. Like having the social parts of your chart highlighted is usually like a more fun season where you feel like you have more to do with other people and you're connecting to others. Mm, yeah. And I wanted to stress to Capricorn risings. You might notice this also has a, in addition to all those themes, like we mentioned, it could also have you thinking more future focused on what new goals you want to set or hopes and dreams for the future, especially with the new moon in Pisces. Also like um, writing or like creating content, like Capricorn Rising has that like communication um, focus on it that the other ones don't. Yeah. Yeah. So a little different there. Yeah. But yeah, that I would say sums up the earth risings. Yes. Okay. And then 
the water rising. So this is if you're a Cancer rising, Scorpio rising, or Pisces rising. Huge focus on identity, on yourself, kind of calling back all of the energy drains and just kind of focusing on you and how you can express yourself more and put yourself out there um, to be seen. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say very self-focused season and also building up like self-esteem, self-confidence, kind of what I was talking about with the full moon and Leo and my rising sign. It's similar, especially like for Pisces, this is a first house full new moon. So it's a lot about like, how am I good enough? And like, how can I embrace myself more? Yeah. I mean, Pisces for sure. Even if you have other planets in Pisces, like Alice, your moon is in Pisces, your Venus, a huge focus on even those themes of those planets. So if you're a Pisces moon, maybe really self-care is a huge thing. Venus, close relationships. Yeah, that's good to touch upon. Like if you know it's like a certain season, you know you have planets in that sign. Like let's say you have your Venus in Leo and it's Leo season. Then all those themes associated with Venus just become more like to the forefront of your life during that month. So like relationships, friendships, money, and like your values, like all of that. Um, so if you really, if you know the meaning of each planet and you just like have that down, you have that memorized, then when it comes to the season, when that planet is activated in your chart, then those themes will come up more throughout that month or however long that transit happens to be. And it's so fun to note that, like actually keeping a journal for the transits or whatever, and just kind of noticing patterns every year when Mercury goes through your, or when Mercury is highlighted, what happens, you know, kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. So like me having Pisces moon, it's like, yeah, self-care, but also like home. Like maybe I decide to decorate something in my home or I'm seeing my family a lot. Mm, Yes. Yeah, exactly. So just just to note if you do have Pisces planets especially. Um, And I also wanted to highlight if you're, because everyone always asks about love, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So like it specifically, even though it is a lot about self for water risings, I'd say Scorpio rising, you're going to feel like maybe wanting to date more or bring in more romance into current relationships. Um, Yeah, and Virgo rising, just to touch on that. I feel like those two rising signs will kind of have a bigger focus on relationships too. I do say Pisces rising as well because of the Virgo full moon. Yes. Happening yeah, in sure. the seventh house. But yeah, we're, we're going to get to Virgo full moon in a second. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we had for the different rising signs. I just also wanted to touch upon, um, we mentioned like the new moon being conjunct Jupiter, but then also like that whole first week of March up until like the fifth, sixth of March, the sun is like very close and conjoined to Jupiter. So just like an optimistic start to the month where you might be feeling like noticeably better than you did in the weeks leading up to March. Yes, like more that hope kind of carries through, right? And then also because the retrograde post-shadow phase is behind us, I just feel like things will feel so much more smooth. For both Mercury and Venus, right? Yeah. Both of their post-shadow? Yeah, so with March, just kind of this big forward motion. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I can't wait. Okay, <laughs> let's get into, I guess, March 6th. Do we want to talk about Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the no, last no. kind of major thing happening the first week of March is um, Venus and Mars are both going to finally leave Capricorn and they're going to enter Aquarius on the same day on March 6th. Yeah, and so what's really cool about this, I mean, Alice and I kind of planned this a little when it came to our March 6th um, lives that we're doing. But, yes, um, <laughs> we did. <laughs> but what's cool about it is, 
that really will just feel like more social. Like you might be excited to, uh, you know, spend time with other people, meeting new people, feeling more assertive when putting yourself out there a little bit more. Yeah, and both of these two planets will be in Aquarius until like the start to middle of April. Um, So it's a longer transit that they're going to be in there. Um, But yeah, feeling like so much more social because Aquarius is an air sign. It's all about communities. Um, Maybe there's also you becoming more passionate about like a cause you care about um, and wanting to like do things. Maybe you're just more willing to do things for other people and like support others. Yeah. And this was when Alice and I were saying too, like the first week of March just being so great is because like there's just all this new kind of hopeful forward thinking energy there. So that's part of it. Yeah. And Aquarius is also about like not wanting to feel restricted, um, wanting to make change in your life. So it could be that that just comes easier to you. You feel less like weighed down. Like I just know Mars and Venus both in Capricorn, like that's such a heavy energy. And now it's like, okay, now I feel more free to do what I want. Yeah. And reinventing relationships too. I wanted to touch on if you are kind of wanting to switch things up there, maybe now you have a better idea of what you want or what works and what doesn't. And now it's feeling that freedom of putting it in motion. Yes. I'm excited for that. And the people that will feel that the most, I mean, are obviously fixed signs because it activates like that ongoing Uranus Saturn aspect across Aquarius and Taurus. So if you're Aquarius or Taurus or Leo or Scorpio, you're going to feel these transits the most, the Venus and Mars and Marine Aquarius. Yes. Okay. So let's jump in. That was the first week of March. And also, as we mentioned, for the rising signs, that goes throughout the whole month because of the Pisces emphasis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So as we get into the second week, um, major event that starts that off is Mercury going into Pisces on March 9th. Um, and then also a few days later, the sun joins up with Neptune on the 13th. And we kind of brought those together because they have similar meanings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're kind of, you know, on the one hand, a positive interpretation, you might be feeling more creative, spiritual, really compassionate with yourself and others. Could be a good time for forgiveness example, but like it also can leave you feeling a little out of focus. Yeah, like it's just more prone to daydreaming or like it's just kind of hard to focus on everyday details that are boring. Like you're just not wanting to do that. It's like I want to think creatively. I want to let my mind drift off. I want to do creative hobbies, that kind of stuff. Not really like let's do numbers and spreadsheets. Like that's not really (laughs) the best time to do anything like that. (laughs) That's a great Um, way of putting it, Alice. Yeah, but I would say Mercury going into Pisces um, is really good for like being there to listen to other people's problems and like just be more compassionate with how you communicate and like more soft and gentle and like the advice that you're giving to other people. Ooh, yes. So definitely a great time if you've been wanting to let something go and just really clear out like this. This is a great week. The second week of March is just going to be really helpful for kind of leaving things in the past that you've been wanting to let go of and now having that energy to back it up. Yeah. And with the sun joining Neptune, like that can make you pretty sensitive or you just feel like there's not energy that week. Um, That's the downside to it. So you're going to start to feel that a little more intensely, like the 11th and 12th. It'll peak on the 13th and then it'll fade out on the 14th, 15th. So right in there, that second week, um, if you kind of feel 
I don't know, like there's a delay in plans or things aren't going how you want them to, or you just feel like low self-confidence, just know that that's temporary. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important to note. But yeah, I think that's good for a week too. So just noticing that. Yeah. What else was I going to say? Um, Mercury moves through Pisces very quickly. So it's like out of that retrograde shadow, it's at full speed again. And it's only spending, it's from, it's at two weeks, March 9th through the 27th. It's only in, it's not even in Pisces for all of March, only like a fraction of March. So that like not, if you are trying to do projects that like require a ton of focus and like detail and that kind of stuff, um, end of month, like it should be back to normal. Yeah. And we need, I feel like sometimes those transits, yeah, they can leave you feeling a little confused, but you need kind of to blur things. So that way you can, I don't know, get out of your box and out of your comfort zone. So I feel like it'll be helpful to really use that week, second week of March to just plan, create, dream bigger, and then the following week, be able to put it more into motion and manifest it more. Yeah. Also, I guess the second week, like it's not all like feeling lost or like ultra sensitive like it is we're still like in the waxing main waxing moon phase so um you could like be getting traction with projects you've started or relationships or dates you've been going on like things are starting to build up and as we get into the third week of march it's like that's when you're gonna see a flurry of activity and things really like come full circle yeah it's kind of like what we just mentioned is a little bit like more of the mood or the vibe of the week, even though you, it is building energy. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> okay. And then week three, we're starting off with basically we're kind of the second half of March is what we're going to talk about now. Yeah. So the main event kicking off that third week is the full moon in Virgo on March 18th. Um, that, I mean, Virgo is a detail-oriented sign. It's very much associated with, like, how can I do work better? How can I manage my time more efficiently? Just being, like, very organized and together and also noting, like, health stuff. So am I treating my body well? Um, Do I need to change up my eating habits or how much I'm exercising? So obviously all all rising signs aren't going to feel that the same way, but that's just the general, like, full moon and Virgo vibe is very, like, routine mundane everyday task oriented Mm, yeah and also what I love about the full moon in Virgo each year is it's so great for manifestations so if you feel like there's been something you've been working on um even for like the last half year leading up to it you might notice that things are kind of coming together in some way whether that's like physically manifesting obvious in an obvious way or if it's something within you that you just feel like you've been working on dreaming on and now it's kind of building momentum Yeah. And the full moon's also a huge time for release. So realizing what's working for me, what isn't working for me, how can I make adjustments, especially with like Virgo? I feel like that's so like, how can I make more adjustments to be better about my time or be more mindful of how I'm working? So good for just being so like, how can I better myself? How can I improve uh, upon what is already going well? And even letting go of those things, as Alice just said, that aren't working for you. Yeah, like pulling you out of that like Pisces energy. There's definitely like that push pull. It's like, yes, the full moon in Virgo, it's at like the last few degrees of Virgo opposite like Neptune, sun, everything. Um, <laughs> a lot going on in those last degrees of Pisces. I think it's Jupiter's close to it too. Um, so it's like 
push-pull of like, okay, wanting to be more creative or spiritual or focus on the bigger picture and like that kind of stuff. But like, how can you also be mindful of like your schedule and like work that actually needs to be done in the here and now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's totally how I see the build up because the Pisces new moon at the start of the month and then the two weeks leading up to this, it's a lot about, okay, you might have a dream, have a goal. And then the Virgo full moon asks of you to reflect on how you can better put that into practice every day and like work toward it um, more realistically. So sometimes that's compromising what your original goal was a little bit or feeling like you have to make adjustments so you can reach it. Yes. Look, that was what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> um, Love that. I feel like that's enough on the full moon in Virgo. Um, but yeah, just expect that like the days kind of right before March 18th and maybe the days right after that's when the most activity is happening for the month. So seeing, I don't know, hearing back about stuff or making a decision um, or just get, getting things off the ground more. Yeah, exactly. And then Actually, two days later, March 20th, that's when Aries season begins or the astrological new year. Yes, I love Aries season. It's <laughs> definitely Aries and Taurus season are my favorite seasons out of the entire zodiac. Um, oh, I and I don't that. I don't have any planets in either of them. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Aries because it's like you notice it so much after Pisces season. Like I feel like you don't realize how maybe emotional or like a little sensitive you are during Pisces season until Aries season starts and you just feel like you have so much more energy. Oh my gosh. I was just nodding like the whole time everything you said. Yeah, it's just Aries season brings the fire and brings the energy to initiate things, to go for it. And so if you, again, have been first two weeks I feel like it's so much about dreaming and then it's putting it into action with the full moon and then Aries season following right after yeah it's like realizations made at the full moon like what do I need what do I need to do next and then Aries season starts and gives you that energy to initiate whatever you want to do yes exactly okay so is there anything else you wanted to add there yeah I mean two days after that March 22nd Mars um squares Uranus so again that's just like more supportive energy of like if you need to make a change in your life that's the time or it could be that change is like imposed upon you and you're getting out of a restricting situation or there's something kind of like abrupt you didn't anticipate happening nothing to be like scared of I wouldn't like freak out about that but it's just like check the houses um ruled by Aquarius and Taurus in your chart because maybe that's the two areas of life where you're noticing like a clash or like there needs to be some kind of change or improvement made. Yeah. And kind of nervous energy too. We wanted to touch on just because it can feel like you're not doing enough sometimes at that time. Cause you might have a lot that you want to make happen, but you're realizing that you have to start somewhere. So where is the best place to start? So kind of, if you have a big goal, breaking it down at that time could be helpful. Yeah. Like, that coupled with Aries season is very impatient and kind of restless sometimes. So yeah, just that could be like kind of impulsive decision making um, with that Mars square Uranus or just like, come on, like, let's get this done. I'm tired (laughs) of waiting around. You're describing me like with my Mars and Mercury and Aries. Yeah. But that's like can be really good because then it's like you're not lazy. You're actually like doing something. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of finding the balance there for sure. And if you already have a lot of impatient energy in your chart, as I do, I know Aries season can be a time where I have to literally schedule and no, like stop working or stop doing things. Just go lay down. <laughs> 
Well, I love that. <laughs> I love this time of year though. So I'm excited. Same. And we actually, so also Mercury moves into Aries on March 27th. So just bringing on more Aries energy, like we mentioned, um, it's actually going to be my Mercury return. So sometimes that's because I have Mercury and Aries in my birth chart. So once a year, you'll have your Mercury return. Yeah. So like if you're listening to this and you have Mercury in Pisces um, or Mercury in Aries, like your Mercury return is either going to happen in March or like it's going to be coming up end of March into early April. Like if you have Mercury in Aries, like Maxine, um, what usually happens with a Mercury return? Like ha- what have you noticed? Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, on the one hand, Mercury just travels so close to the sun. So usually it's kind of eclipsed by your solar return or your birthday. But I find that sometimes when Mercury is in Aries or moves into it, I notice I need to rethink things because Mercury is about how you see things, how you communicate, you know. So it's just this push to kind of get in alignment with your Mercury or the way that you're thinking and seeing things. I feel like the Mercury return becomes like really obvious when Mercury is retrograde at the time of your Mercury return. So this is not going to happen for Mercury and Pisces, Mercury and Aries people right now, because that's not where Mercury retrogrades happening in 2022. But like I have Mercury in Aquarius and it happened. I had a Mercury return three times in the span of a month and a half or a month because it went over it it went retrograde it went direct again and went back over it. Um, so maybe pay attention when that happens to your Mercury too, because that may be a time when like writing or communication stuff really is important. Yes. And I actually just want to put a side note out there. If you're new to astrology, every planet has a return. So we're talking about Mercury return, but any planet when it goes back to the sign and place where it was in your birth chart when you were born, that's called a return of that planet. So just so yes, not just the Saturn return. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. And we have a whole episode that we did back like late last summer or early fall on called Planetary Returns, if you're more interested in that. Yeah. So definitely check that one out. That's a good one. Um, Okay. And then the last thing we wanted to mention is on March 28th, we have a Venus conjunct Saturn. Yeah. So it's like Venus is actually conjunct Saturn is um sorry exactly conjunct saturn but then also like mars is pretty close to saturn by that point and the moon is also in aquarius on that same day approaching saturn so the 28th 29th might be a time of like um i don't know stress could be introduced into relationships or friendships and you're kind of like where do where do i stand with this person so if you've been casually dating someone it might be time to be like hey like what's going on i i need to know what where this is headed um also maybe with friendships there might be some tension to address it just makes you face like relationships more realistically and hash things out if there are issues yeah I totally agree and I also wanted to bring up I think sometimes Venus conjunct Saturn plus the moon and Mars it's just sometimes being harder on yourself like I notice it kind of depends on your pattern of things but sometimes with that I notice I'll be harder on myself. It's not always in relationships. Or just like a couple days of hard work. So yeah, this will really pick up the 28th and then the 29th. But then as we'll see in the April forecast, like Mars will go on to conjoin Saturn in very start of April. So that like last few days of March, early April, there could be a lot of pressure on you to fulfill some type of responsibility at your job or get to work that maybe you've been putting off the rest of the month 
Mm, yes. So that's a more constructive use of that energy for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> so yeah, kind of planning on that. And also sometimes with that last thing I wanted to add is sometimes money when it comes to spending habits, you're wanting to invest money into something that will have a longer term payout or just a bigger purchase. Yeah, I feel like when I talked about in the intro to this episode, me not being able to reel it in with online shopping and kind of not being able to keep money, um, that will be a wake up call at the end of March. (laughs) And I'll be like, shit, um, I spent too much. (laughs) (laughs) It'll take like until then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It might. Uh. (laughs) we'll update you guys um but yeah I think that's everything we have for this March episode I hope that was helpful for you guys to kind of plan out and use the energy to its fullest potential yeah March is gonna be really good um I'm excited April starts to get a little crazy but we'll get into that (laughs) that'll be a longer one (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure Um, But yeah, we have the link in the show notes again for our two courses. If you want to join us, you are more than welcome. Yes. um, And we'll see everyone on March 6th who is attending the lives. Can't wait to see you guys there. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.